You're invited. Join Bloomies in the Mosaic District for an art stroll on Saturday, June 18th from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. and shop one-of-a-kind art by local artists. Pop by with your family and friends to also enjoy Bites by Colada Shop and watch Chalk Riot in action as they paint the sidewalk murals in front of our store. Plus, get store-wide savings during our Buy More, Save More event. See you there. Hello, and welcome to Rhyme Entertainment Showcase with your hosts, Rita and Mel. Hi guys, and welcome to Rhyme Entertainment Showcase. So, we have... Yeah, we do have a good one. Uh, We always have a good one. This is true. (laughs) (laughs) So we're speaking to Ailish Castillo. She's an actress and producer and has her own production company, Lion Bear Films. And I know that it's going to be... Inspiring. Yeah. Of course it is. (laughs) So we talked to her about her journey from theatre, you know, being born and raised in Cork, Ireland, moving to Dublin, and then also making that transition to To moving to scary London. London. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, the big city. So um, we talked to her about her journey there, how she goes into uh, short writing short stories. I just love the way that you say scary London. Um, and we've got the police car going by. It's not that bad. It's not that bad. <laughs> and luckily we're just on the outskirts, so it's fine. <laughs> but yeah, so we go into her journey of from moving from England as well, going to Toronto, and then eventually creating her production company, Lion Bear Films. So, let's not tell them anymore. No. Because we want you to go and watch, watch the, the interview. interview. Bye! Bye. Planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVIC coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your VIC card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVIC coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVIC and Harris Teeter fuel points. to Rhyme Entertainment Showcase. Today we are speaking to Ailish Castillo from Lion Bear Films. Welcome to the show, Ailish. Thank you, ladies. Thank you for having me. Welcome. You're welcome. It's nice to have you on, on, on our show. So yeah, thank you oh, wow. for taking the time. <laughs> no problem. Gosh, it's an honor. So you've been involved in theatre from a very young age, from the age of six. Can you share with us um, this journey and what it was like for you? Yeah, sure. I mean, so I'm the youngest of five kids and we all grew up with um, that door being open to us to the arts. So whether that was singing, dancing, acting, or just a speech and drama class, you know, to learn some poems, um, we were all given that opportunity because my mom just loved it. She'd bring us to the theater a lot. And my dad as well was a big supporter of the arts. Um, But it was myself and my sister that stuck at it and really wanted to do more than just a class. So we would then go to open auditions 
which meant The Sound of Music was my first um, performance um, as Gretel. Uh, so that's when I was six. So I guess that's when it started properly. And um, it just kind of continued organically from there. You know, it wasn't a case of, right, so is that the decision that you've made now? You're going to be an actress? It's just something that I really enjoyed and I loved being around people. I loved the process. Um, I found the director very interesting and I remember thinking, you know, it was important, you know, to, to have this role and I took it quite seriously even from a young age. Um, but I really enjoyed it. So I just carried on doing it. Yes, that's amazing. Great. Yeah. great stuff. Were there any points of that where you actually felt, is this right for me when you were, especially at such a young age? Mm. Or did that's a funny one. No, I didn't because, you know, as a kid, you just accept things. And if you're told, okay, so we're going to go to this show now, you just go, okay, we'll, we'll go. And I wasn't the child that uh, questioned things a lot at all because being the youngest of five, my mom didn't have time to explain a lot, yeah. uh, she just had to, you know, get on with it, get the dinner on the table, you know, and if we had hobbies, take us to their hobbies. So I just went along with what was happening and um, maybe that was a good thing, maybe it wasn't, I don't know. Um, it's just what I went through. Definitely a good thing because yeah, you're yeah. here today. Yeah. And without that journey, you would have been here talking to us. But no, but also I think you'll find that your journey just maps out when you are going with the flow and overthinking mm. certain things. So that's brilliant. Love it. Yeah. yeah. So you you had an exciting time, especially when you were 16 years old, when you were playing the role of Ophelia. Um I mean, an agent spotted you and decided to sign you up that same evening. What was that feeling like? Yeah, that, that was a bit nuts. Um, I loved doing Ophelia and at 16, I did feel quite young to be doing it. But at the same time, we were studying Shakespeare in school. So I felt privileged that I could study it on a deeper level and then during the performance um we were told you know oh such and such is in the audience tonight and oh look out for whoever you know mm. um but i'm glad i didn't really take that on board too much so it wasn't until after the performance that um, me and my mum then met my irish agent she's still my irish agent now mm -hmm. and um i remember we went for a drink with her obviously i didn't drink um, and we just had a lovely chat so I don't know it wasn't like the way you might see in American movies that they bring you in there's the big agent you know <laughs> yeah. it, it was just a lovely chat that she had mainly with my mom and I I sat there I listened um, I was very open to the next chapter of perhaps going to auditions then in Dublin because obviously she was Dublin based and I grew up in Cork mm -hmm. so it was a couple of hours on the train away um but I was happy to do it and I was aware that I did want to definitely continue my career in the arts even though I hadn't yet finished school and my mom kind of never said no to anything <laughs> so she was very good she she let it happen as well that's great so it sounds like um a lot of the message there is being open to the opportunities that are coming up which have kind of guided your career yeah. and I think has, has led to so many different opportunities because you moved mm -hmm. into TV work as well didn't you? Yeah absolutely um, when I was 17 I got my first TV job and um, yeah you know what you're so right it, 
looking back now, um, I didn't realize it at the time, but you do have to be very open in the arts and very versatile. You know, did I want to be a professional dancer? No, but did it help that I had 10 years of ballet? Absolutely, you know, not that I've ever done ballet in a performance ever, but it helped with poise, it helped with confidence, it helped with posture and you know the same with singing I'm so glad I took singing classes because no I've never done a musical I don't think I'll ever want to do a musical I, I would never be good enough but it does help your voice on so many levels and because I found myself um, walking into places open-minded and uh, not having trained that was the other thing I was very aware that I didn't take three years and train professionally so I was conscious of that fact and I wanted directors to know that I was like a sponge I would take on everything mm -hmm. and that every job every even bad job or bad audition I took that on board and I learned from it yeah. um, so it was kind of like I had to keep the wheel turning so to speak yeah. do you know what I mean yeah. and even if it was a bad experience to still take it as a learning mm -hmm. and and keep going you know that's, yeah. that's great because that that gives you that resilience to keep on moving forward and to as you said to learn from the mistakes and learn from the bad experiences as well because that yeah. makes you stronger and as a and, yeah as yeah. an actor and, and singer and dancer so how was the um the journey in terms of doing a tv show and being on stage how different was that you know, it's funny, they are at complete other ends of the spectrum. Um, but yeah, they are in the same arts, aren't they? They, you know, it is acting for a camera is so completely different. However, um, I'm really glad that I had the roots in theater mm -hmm. approaching then a film set because um, I felt like I could pull on the skills that I had um, learned in theater if yeah. I needed them. So I felt like I had a base. Um, you know, I know that's not everyone's choice. I, I know some directors like fresh, you know, raw talents that have never acted before in their lives. Um, I never came to a job with that thing on my head that said stage actor either. Yeah. But I'm glad I just had, um, I suppose, a, a knowledge of, of the art itself. So in that way, it's similar. Like, you know, yeah. to know how to work with people and um yeah just just respond well listen to the director you know that, that goes without saying and in, in both art forms but i loved that um i was part of this process and you walk onto the film set and you you do slot in um and you do your best but you you don't have the ultimate control but then I loved in theatre where you do start from day one, you work through your character with the other cast members, with the director, obviously, mm -hmm. and build something together. So, yeah, my, my heart will always be in, in theatre, but the filming process is like a whole other amazing machine. And I'm, I'm really lucky to be a part of that as well, you know. Yeah, 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 and I guess it was also a good grounding for you, obviously, where your journey's now led in terms of filming and and your company. I guess it's kind of was been a good start for you and yeah. take in all that experience. Yeah, definitely, it was a training in itself, and um, I think I wouldn't be where I am today had I not 
had that experience, you know? Um, and I think that's why I love producing now and having my own company because I can work on a beautiful piece from the beginning now. I don't have to slot in halfway through or towards the end and then be at the mercy of someone else, you know, as to whether I even get the job or not. You know, that's the other thing, like being in an acting box, it did constrict me. You know, I did find that I was limited to the roles that I was desperate to play. I had to depend on the agent picking up the phone saying, yeah, you've got a, a casting for it, even in the first place. You know, it's so out of your control. Mm. Um, so definitely in the film process, being at the beginning of it and watching the puzzle pieces come together and know that you've been a part of it from the beginning, that is the most rewarding thing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That whole journey of blood, sweat and tears and laughter as well in between that is so important and it's so rewarding, like you said. Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. So going back to the whole going with the flow and accepting what comes in your journey. So at the age of 22, you made the big move to London. So must have been such a, a crazy change from being in Dublin or even growing up in Cork. Um, yeah. What was your thought process? Um, any, any sort of um, kind of excitable times during that time or thinking, did I make the right decision? Should I go back to Ireland or should I just go with it? How scary is London compared to oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. I mean, when I think back now, I, again it's like if I thought about it too much there's no way I would have done it like yeah. I remember being on the tube and I had my suitcase which was quite big and my backpack and I was just at the station I forget which I think it might have been Tottenham Court Road and I was looking up to see where to go next and these people were just pushing and shoving me and, you know and then one woman said beside me behind me she said something like um you need to pick it up pick up the pace pick up you know pick up the pace and I was just like, you know, I just didn't know where to look. I, I couldn't even walk fast enough. Like that's how unprepared I was for London, you know. Um, I had to quickly catch up. And yeah, um, gosh, I remember I stayed in a lovely a, a, a little house. I, I stayed there for free on the condition that I would nanny their little baby girl. Mm -hmm. Um, and so that I could find my feet, get a waitressing job and, and, you know, things like, you know, a mobile phone, get a contract. And, you know, I, I was so clueless and completely nuts. I wouldn't advise it. However, you know, it's, it's brought me to where I am. And, um, then after that, I ended up meeting my now husband. He, he was my flatmate in the next flat that I moved into. Yeah. There was um, a five bedroom flat um, on Finchley Road and uh, he was the only boy and there was four of us girls. And I just fancied him instantly and I thought, oh my God, I'm such a loser. I come all the way to London and I start fancying my flatmate. I need to go to London clubs and, you know, shop around. And, but, you know, the rest is history. <laughs> That's amazing. So you had a flatmate crush, which is great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Very, very silly, but you know, that love is love. Get to know the living habits before you commit, right? Yeah, so that's true. a good thing. <laughs> yes, yes, that was really good. We knew each other's bad habits, so yeah, there was no surprises. Oh, so that's great. So I guess London led to love and a blossoming career. I guess, yeah, yeah, and I guess it helps that he appreciated the appreciated the arts as well. Um, he's in the music industry, so 
we both understood, you know, if he needed to go off to America um, on a job for a couple of weeks and I equally, if I was on tour doing theatre that, mm. you know, that's just the way it was. And um, yeah, we understood each other. And I think, you know, Londoners need to learn, you know, just be a bit more patient, patient. with people. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah <laughs> thing is, it really is, because even when we're travelling in London, we're like, okay, we can only go so fast, like, you know. Yeah. Being in I, tell you, I started walking very quickly after that. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah I, I got my march on. I yeah. Got on. But, but yeah. We, we need to be more accepting of the outsiders, you know? Definitely, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Um, but again, no regrets. You made that move. You met your husband. Yes. And now everything's moving forward, which is amazing. Um, so moving on from that, there's also the sabbatical that you did take once, you know, you established your family. And then you started venturing into short story writing. How did that... Um, trigger off and I think I'm, I'm gonna write a short story how did that come yeah out? um so my husband got a promotion which meant a move to Toronto for two years and at this point we had just married and had our first son and I had just gotten back into acting after you know being pregnant and everything and so I'd done a short film and a couple of radio plays and um, I was just getting into the swing of it when this opportunity came up and we thought, of course, we have to take it. But it did mean I had to knock acting on the head for, for two years or possibly indefinitely. You know, what if we decided to live there forever? We didn't know at the time. Yeah. Um, but being there meant actually I was very homesick and um, I was lonely. You know, it... it it didn't, um, it took me a while to settle in. My husband was at work every day. So he had workmates, you know, um, to, to be friends with, I guess, but I didn't know soul. And um, I found it quite isolating. And also emotionally, the fact that I knew I wouldn't be going for another audition for, you know, a long time. Yeah. Um, and yes, we were planning a, a, another child and, you know, we wanted a family. But that doesn't mean you're suddenly okay with every other part of your life kind of, you know, being shut off. Um, so inside of me, I thought, well, why don't I just write, just start writing? And I did. And um, that led to me wanting to remember my grandparents' past. And they had a very interesting, you know, uh, past. So I decided just to write it down, just so I wouldn't forget. And I found I was sculpting them into short stories and they were quite visual. And I thought, okay, this can't just sit here. I need to develop this. And so the, the creative bug inside of me was, was ticking again. And um, I then downloaded Keltex. It's just a free screenwriting mm -hmm. uh, format um, app or whatever. And um, I developed them into short screenplays and by then you know we we had a bigger family and um we decided you know time time was moving on and London was where we ultimately wanted to be so by the end of the two years we did move back and I'm so grateful now for that time because otherwise I wouldn't have had the headspace to even think about writing if I'd stayed in London yeah and so it's funny, things do happen for a reason. Mm -hmm. And now I just, I'm so grateful that I have those short films and I've developed one already into a, a really beautiful short film. And um, I want to develop my next one 
provided I have the funding. Um, but also producing other people's work now, that's opened more doors for me. And um, yeah, so, I, so when we got back, sorry, I digress. So when we got back to London, um, I thought, okay, I, what can I do with this? I was so raring to go. And um, I decided, okay, I, I've got to, you know, front this myself, you know, I know gone were the days where I was sitting as an actress waiting for the phone to ring. I had to get up and do something. And um, yeah, so I set up my Lion Bear film company mm -hmm. and the Lion Bear comes from my two sons, my little boy, one's like a lion, the other's like a little bear. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's so corny. Uh, but you know what? It's made you a nice production name yeah. that you didn't really have to be yeah. like, right, yeah, I'm just gonna use you two. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, I didn't have to look far for my inspiration. Um, yeah, so it was good. And it just, it also meant that I could take charge of my work mm. and, um, you know, still be at home to pick up my youngest from nursery or to bring my eldest to school and um, work from the laptop, which was something I wasn't used to as an actress either. But mm -hmm. it's something that I delved into and I just absolutely loved. As I mentioned earlier, it's just re so rewarding to be at the beginning of a process, you know? Yeah, yeah. Are you still doing um, acting as well as the production company or are you more behind the scenes? So I am more behind the scenes. However, my, I have two agents now, so I have one in England and one in Ireland. Um, I still have them and I'm very grateful that they still have me on their books. Um, so I don't think I'll ever close the door to acting completely. Yes. Um, I play the lead in The Widow. Um, and that was more as homage to my grandmother. Mm -hmm. um, so no, I'll never close the door to acting. However, being in film production um, gives me such a, a great buzz that yeah, maybe, maybe they're on par. On par, rather, they're. I don't know. I don't know. They both make me happy. Yeah. Never say never. <laughs> never say never. Exactly. And go with the flow. Yeah. Just flow into it. Exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. Ride that wave. You know, you don't yeah. know where you'll end up. So just do it. Oh, that's wonderful. That's great stuff. So what is it about producing that you love? Is it the fact of being from like right at the beginning and seeing it evolve? Or, you know, what, what would you say is your favorite part of producing? Or is it the whole thing? Yeah, I think and, and just helping to find the different areas, find the best possible cinematographer, help be in the process, even in the writing process. And I just worked with um, my editor from The Widow. Uh, he wrote an amazing little animation. And um, I was happy to be in the process creatively as well. Like he'd asked my feedback, he, you know, my advice on a few decisions creatively and where the storyline was going. Um, and also just kind of being brave about it. Like I, I don't think I had the confidence before, but being in a producer's position, you kind of have to put yourself out there. You have to be a little bit, you know, knocking on people's doors and saying, hey, give me your money. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> you can word it nicer, but you know, that's ultimately uh, a big part of it too. Um, yeah, so the, the, I guess keeping it as positive as possible, and yes, it does get tiring. Um, there are days where you feel like, oh my God, it's all caving in, it's all going wrong. This person won't work with that person and those pieces aren't gonna go well together or, you know, 
something you thought was going to go smoothly maybe isn't, but that's actually kind of good because it makes you work. It makes you kind of think, okay, how can I rework this? Um, how can I get over that obstacle and, and make even an even better production, you know, out of it? So, um, yeah. Did I answer your question? I don't know. Maybe I just love the whole process of producing. Yeah, I think, you know, I think with any career, you have your ups and downs, you have your frustrations and to be able to keep going through that shows the passion. That's where the passion comes in and the love for it. So yeah, definitely feel that from, from interviewing you. So we're talking about now a piglet's tail, which has been accepted for free film festivals. Uh, can you share with our audience a little bit about this short film, this short animation? Yes, so this is, it's, in my view, I don't think there's anything else like it, mm -hmm. you know, out there. Um, it's about this little boy who has a gift and he can turn himself into a piglet at will. And this story then is how the parents process this. How do they deal with this little boy's special gift? Um, is it a burden? Is it, you know, wonderful and something to be embraced? Um, so I'm not going to tell you how it ends, obviously, but that's basically the, the storyline. Um, but the inspiration is from, um, it's basically, it just makes you question where we get our food from. You know, you, you look down at your dinner. We, we don't know how that animal was treated or, you know, it, it's a huge kind of animal welfare story, but it's a huge metaphor for it. Mm -hmm. And the way it's done is very artistic. Um, beautifully animated and yeah the artists all worked um on their own as well um which kind of suited with lockdown um yeah it meant that they could just crack on in their own studios mm -hmm. and then see things come together online you know or sorry on on the laptop yeah yeah, yeah. i mean seeing the trailer again like you mentioned about it, that it's a metaphor as well and from what I got from it, from the, the human aspect of almost like hiding our talent in that sense. So this, and this is just from the trailer itself. And yeah. saw that journey, I thought, yeah. And, you know, and you've gone into the point of, you know, the food that we eat, where does that journey come from? But even that boy being able to turn himself into a piglet and whether that's accepted or not, it was just kind of what we go through as humans. So I thought it was really touching. Um, yeah. So, yeah oh wait till you see the whole thing it's it's yeah. stunning it really really is and you know what it's been accepted for three festivals but and counting I'm, i i feel like it'll sweep the yes. the film board you know yeah. it's just one of those films that just stands out i love it i'm so proud to be a part of it yeah definitely it's amazing yeah. so what else is on the horizon for lion bear films um, so I'm currently writing, I've almost finished actually, uh, my next short film based on the Irish community living in London in the 1960s and it's called No Dogs and um, I don't know if, if a lot of people are aware but in the 60s there was an influx of Irish people to London and also people from the black communities and um, people's reaction to that was quite interesting. And my mom remembers, um, so basically this is my grandparents on my mother's side. They moved over um, they got a little house in um, uh, Dagenham. Oh, yeah. And 
Yeah, and so they moved over and they had enough rooms to let out to lodgers. And they noticed that when they, when the mom, when my granny went to the post office to put an advert up uh, for lodgers, that the whole screen was full of um, posts for lodgers that said, no blacks, no Irish, no dogs. Um, yeah. Yes. So, but that was accepted. Yeah, you know, people people read that. People wrote that down and thought that that was okay. Mm-hmm. And it was also put up in a lot of people's house windows. So my mum would be passing, you know, just going to school and see that, you know, no dogs, no Irish, no blacks. And um, so she has a lot of stories about those few years in London. And mm-hmm. um, so I've, yeah, one of them is is hopefully going to be a, a very touching short film. Yeah, 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 that would be really good. That would definitely be, yeah. yeah, it's so insightful, especially we, in this day and age, we tend to forget about what our, you know, our grandparents, fathers, whatever, you know, our parents yeah. through growing up, especially of an ethnic minority, coming from a different country into England, mm-hmm. was not easy. Um, and yeah. I think we need more films to kind of show that so then we can, you know, understand how blessed we are now that we actually were able to transition from yeah, that yeah. into actually have more opportunities. Yeah. 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 So important. It's, I mean, the issue, I mean, it's not really gone away, has it? It's, it's no, definitely it's better. It's yeah. definitely, you know, evolved, so to speak. Mm-hmm. But it's almost like history repeating itself, you know, with what's happened in the, in the world, you know, with, with the BLM this yeah, year. Exactly. You know, people were shocked and, you know, I, I something inside me moved and, and, you know, I know that I want to show my children, you know, I, I want to keep them as open-minded as possible and, and yeah, yeah. you know, make them question things and, and realize when something isn't okay or when something isn't acceptable. Um, but yeah, in the 60s, people accepted that kind of you know racism and yeah. um yeah and, and you think oh that's history it's happened so long ago when it's like well no here it is we here we are in 2020 yeah. you know so yeah. in a way yes this is a period drama that I'm making but so much of what I've written you know you could just put 2020 there and and yeah it would still make sense unfortunately you know yeah and you can see sometimes it's whether it's underlying or more in your face and you've got two spectrums that's happening right now as yeah as compared to 60s where it was definitely you know okay to say things like that Mm. and you know yeah yeah but but listen yeah we have definitely come a long way and you know I'm delighted to be living in England and um yeah it's it's a funny one isn't it it's something that we need to talk about we need to keep the conversation going yeah and collaborate more the more we you know push diversity the better yeah big time big time and I'm all about you know pushing women as well I feel like you know women are underrated we need to push ourselves and and support each other you know there, there was this thing years ago where I felt like you know, women were, had to be bitchy and women had to be catty. And, you know, it's like, mm. no, we don't. We, mm. we need to lift each other up, you know, and, and support yes. each other. And, and I think by doing that, we better ourselves as humans, but also better ourselves in our career as well, because you'll welcome more opportunities, you know? Yeah, definitely. And I think the great thing, thing about working with more women working in film is 
they can have that network and they can get their message out there and gain that respect that they deserve, like yourself as well, in terms of the stories that you have and the message that you have to send out to the world and that, you know, that you're highly respected just as um, being male or female. And I think it's important. And I'm so thankful that more and more women yeah. like yourself are coming out in the entertainment world and shining their lights. So yeah. to speak. Oh, good. But there, look, I'm looking at two brilliant women right now, you know, thank you to you ladies, you know, you're, you're giving me this platform to speak and, and that's brilliant. So yeah, I think and the widow actually is about my granny on my dad's side and she was alone and she managed to raise three kids and no one really batted an eyelid. They just, you know, people are quick to criticize, but it's like, hang on, she did this in the 1950s and you know bless her like she had a lot of problems going on but mm. women are strong you know oh, women yeah, yeah definitely. can do things that I think men would find very hard to do and, and yeah it's time we celebrated that you Absolutely. know yeah. and you know owning production companies yeah. is, <laughs> you know again seeing a project from end to end is absolutely brilliant and you go through your ups and downs your frustrations but you still the get one. there yeah. so that's so yeah. rewarding it's the yeah. most rewarding thing yeah really fulfilling and i mean i recommend it only if you 100 percent want to do it you know um don't do it if you're half-hearted about it because oh no, yeah. it's not going to work. You know, there's, there's so much hard work involved. There's a lot that you need to do unpaid and, and you know, it's sometimes thankless and it's other times so rewarding. So yeah, it's kind of, there's a, you a got balance. To love yeah. 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 You've got to love it. Be there. Yeah. Definitely. Well, yeah, I mean, this is so positive. So thank you again for sharing so Aww. much of your insights so far. Thank you. Um, what would be your free tips to someone who wants to uh, who wants to pursue a career in film or even wants to start up their own production oh gosh um well starting your own company is easier than you might think i mean you know i did it to protect myself so that you know um everyone on set was safe and you know should anything go wrong it would fall back on the company rather than you know me and my husband or whatever you know so it, it's actually quite an easy process because people want you to do that the government wants you to have your own company and and you know um yeah just just have the basics there so that's quite easy to do um i think in terms of advice keep going just keep going if, if you want it that bad you know, there is no one huge door that if that closes, then that's it. You know, you have to give up your whole career. There are so many windows and so many doors that will open to you. Getting a no doesn't mean it's a no for the whole project. Yeah. You know, um, you've, you've got to find a way around. And if you want something made, like I know that all the projects I've been working on, my heart has been in. Mm -hmm. And I think that really helps. You've got to love it 100%. So do it. Don't, you know, keep going. If you love it that much, just, yeah, don't stop. Um, and I guess also enjoy it, you know, mm -hmm. make sure you're, you're, you enjoy it as well. I think a lot of people put themselves into jobs because they think it's the right thing to do or maybe because they got the right marks in school and mm -hmm. actually maybe it's not as enjoyable as, as 
they could be doing they could be doing something else that would give them a lot more happiness so yeah, yeah. maybe enjoy it yeah great tips there definitely <laughs> i don't know what do i know I'm a mad irish woman <laughs> yeah, as well yeah, to keep exactly. us going so <laughs> it's amazing good. so where can our viewers go to find out more about lion bear films and yourself oh cheers yeah um i guess the instagram page lion bear films um is a good place I'm, I'm often there and i'll always reply to messages um equally facebook i have a page on facebook lion bear films you can catch me there yeah so yeah they'd, they'd be the main platforms that you can go to amazing no, that's great. Thank you so yeah, much. Thank you. It's oh, thank you for having me, ladies. You're brilliant. <laughs> oh, thank you. Um, but yeah, again, you know, we're gonna, everyone's gonna get all the details of where to follow you and where right. to catch more about Lion Bear films in the descriptions below. But thank you again, Ailish, for being a guest on Lime Entertainment Showcase. Yeah. It's been amazing. Oh. Thanks, Melissa. Thanks, Rita. You're gems. Thank, thank you. you. So, as we said, wasn't it inspiring? Of course it was. Absolutely. <laughs> there was so much we got from the interview, as, as we all do with all of our guests. Mm -hmm. But I know for one, for you guys that are in filmmaking or looking to branch out into filmmaking, either wanting to be an actor, actress, pro producer, Director. director starting your own film company i think you've definitely got a lot from today and you know all we can say is follow at lion bear films yeah. on instagram follow them on facebook and again details below don't forget to look at the details and in, in the description oh okay she got carried <laughs> away just pointing down <laughs> but also again you know check out the trailer for a piglet's tale again it is going to be screened throughout so many film festivals it's really exciting and it's a very deep animation so we definitely know you'll enjoy that yeah and just you know as she said in the interview it's about just being open and going for it. And if you're not afraid of some hard work, some ups and downs, hey, just run with it. Just run with it and have fun. Make yeah. sure you do it, what you do what you love and do it for your purpose. So, are you going to share our social medias? Of course I am. Thanks mm. for the prompt. <laughs> so, yeah. So, again, you know, you're going to follow at Lion Bear Films. You're also going to go onto Instagram and follow us uh, on at Rhyme Entertainment Official or on our other handle at sisters underscore in underscore rhyme. And how do we spell rhyme? R-I-M-E. <laughs> so, don't forget to follow us. Please, you know, comment below. Tell us how inspired you were for today's interview. But in the meantime, bye! We hope you enjoyed the show. Stay tuned for more Rhyme Entertainment Showcase.
After months of reviewing thousands of documents and conducting hundreds of interviews behind closed doors, the House January 6th committee hearings are underway. Tune in to C-SPAN as committee members question key witnesses about what transpired and why during the assault on the U.S. Capitol. Get the hearing schedule on our website at cspan.org and watch our coverage on the free C-SPAN Now app. Or listen on your smart speaker by saying play C-SPAN Radio. C-SPAN, your unfiltered view of government.